to Tight Ends, a fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. As ever, I'm one of your co-hosts, Fitz, Commissioner of the Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League, and I am GM of the Chilton Stallions. Uh, this week, joined by a returning co-host, Flem. How you doing, Flem? I am... All right, mate. Uh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good to be back with you in the, in the hot seat. It's been, it's been a few weeks since we've uh, we've been together. We've been tag teaming, like one's in, one's out. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. No, but it's good to it's good to have us both together, mate. Good to be back. Good to have you back. And uh, let's introduce our third this week, uh, and it is Mister Ewan Broward of the Ockingane Alligators. It is a wonderful evening, gents. It's been a glorious day. <laughs> Come on, Just that is one of these days where you wake up and things feel bad, and then by the end of the day, everything's good. I'm, I mean, it's. it's on the, we'll get to it in segment two, but it's it's a good day for you after three days of hell for the, pretty much the rest of the league. I think. Which it's uh, been like. Remember when Donald Trump and Joe Biden had the election, and there was like four days. Of waiting for election results. I mean, yeah. thankfully, then the right result happened. Now it's yeah. just like I'm in a living fucking nightmare. But we'll explain <laughs> later. So a uh, little teaser there into the Edinburgh Derby, folks, that we'll talk about in segment two. Um, but as ever, we're going to dive straight into segment one and our what three things. Guys, what three things? What things got you tripping this week, Mr. Fleming? What things got me tripping this week? I tell you what's got me tripping this week is Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and especially this week's game uh, against the Ravens when he had balls of steel to do this. And let somebody work open. Jaguars going for two. Lawrence in the shotgun, looking left, throws left, and it's caught! Jones! The Jags go up by one! Right, Trevor Lawrence, I've always been a fan of his, actually. Ever since he was first drafted by, by Jacksonville, the number one pick. And for no other reason that he was just the nicest guy. He just came across as the nicest, most mature, not a dick, just a great, great guy. And God, the Jags needed someone to to become their franchise quarterback. Now, I think it's only now that he's really starting to show the potential of him being a number one pick. He's not had the chance to do that yet, um, but I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it now, that if... Trevor Lawrence becomes a superstar. I think that this weekend was the game in which we ended up pointing to the proof that it was going to happen. Right? Fourth quarter, through 153 okay. yards, two touchdowns, yeah. raised the 1910 deficit. Um and did a did a Tom Brady. I think is the only way we can describe it. Um up until here we are, good fact of the week. Up until this weekend, um the um the Jags, if they'd been 
seven points or more down with two minutes to go. They were zero and 162 since 2000. That's the first game since 2000 that they've managed to turn around a seven-point lead, or a seven-point deficit, I should say, with two mm. minutes to go. Um, their defence is good. Um, I just really hope that this could be the beginning of Trevor Lawrence being the number one pick, which you know he could he could potentially be. Fair enough. What do you think, Robert? Interesting. I think he's he certainly has got all the makings of being a superstar, and the Jags need a superstar, and they oh, need a yeah. they need that franchise quarterback. And I think they would be remiss to try and go back again. I think he, they have to stick with Lawrence. Um, very good at the weekend. I think he's been a wee bit inconsistent this year. Um, but I think that comes with quite young quarterbacks. But he's, you know, just thinking of the games against Philadelphia where he didn't have a great game. He didn't play yeah. well against Denver. Um, he's been, yeah, I think, I think there's definitely positives there. I think the Jags will stick with him. I think that's, that's their QB now, and I think they will build their franchise around it, and I don't see them changing that anytime soon. It was yep, big balls. To, to, I mean, I, I don't think anyone can deny that. It was big balls with, what, 14, 15 seconds remaining, one point down to go for the two-point conversion. Mm. Um, you know, how many QBs would well, have done that? But their coach is known for that. When he was coach uh, Peterson, for the, uh, when he was Eagles coach, he was he was known for being a bit of a gambler at times like that, wasn't he? Playing the... yeah. yeah playing point. those kind of rolling dice on those kind of plays and I think he's made a massive difference right compared to last yeah, year yeah. and and the clusterfuck that they had going on down Urban Meyer and the you know not flying home with the team on the same plane getting caught in bars with girls half his age it just it was a mess living live the dream you mean living the dream <laughs> as a college coach turned NFL coach turned P45 merchant uh, for you American <laughs> listeners P45 is when you get sacked uh, in the UK uh, it's yeah, I think the coach has made a difference. Yeah. A stable, successful, sensible coach and his surrounding staff has made a massive difference. To, the one me. thing, yeah, the one thing I would say though is that you know I, I am I am playing a lot into it, but um, th- there's one thing, and that was they were playing the Ravens, who at the moment just yeah. seem to love throwing away leads. Yeah, true. Um, so you know th- we should probably take that into account a little bit, um, but but nevertheless. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. You know, I I, I really hope he does well, um, and you know that they'll definitely, you know, Jacksonville will definitely stick with him. As I say, the defense is really starting to build. I think around him too. Yeah, He's got Christian Kirk, um, you know, who's a, a real clutch wide receiver. <coughs> Etienne, <coughs> Etienne. <clears throat> Sorry. I think I think he's he would he would benefit from you know through the drafting, they'll get a stronger supporting cast for him, and I yeah. think that's probably what he needs is yeah. a strong supporting cast around him, and then. He he does suffer sometimes from I guess playing hero ball sometimes like where he just he he throws passes that are just not there, um and I guess again that will come with time. I mean yeah. that's I mean we hope that we we'd hope that would, you'd hope that would come with time with him. But he does he is prone to quite throwing quite a lot of interceptions when he just tries something that's just not there. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and I think you find that with the best QBs like Rogers and Brady they know when to throw the ball away. They know when they're under pressure. They know when there's nothing on. They know how to get rid of the ball and just take their hit and or, or well, just take know, their I, medicine. If, if it's Rogers this year, he knows how to get sacked. True. Well, Rogers Rogers have been accused I know we're going off tangent here, but Rogers this year has been accused of being a bit of a stat merchant. Like he knows that he doesn't have the rings that Brady does, so he wants to go into the retirement hall of fame as one of the stat leaders in lots of different yeah. categories. And he doesn't take chances where a Mahomes or an Allen Wood or a Herbert or a Burrow 
So I, there's a little bit of that in there as well, I think. But I, I like, I tell you, I like your one thing. I think he's. Certainly, yeah, I think everyone recognises he's beginning to turn that corner, isn't he? And, he, and he's and he's ranking in the top twelve QBs this year. So and he's, I and he's ranking. Week. He's ranking above Jackson. He's ranking above Carr, Brady, Herbert. So yep. I think, yeah, I think he is. He's certainly. I think the Jags have found their man. So let's now just build around it and let's yep. see how they go. Last thing on that, he will have an absolute fucking stinker this week because I've just picked him up on waivers. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> superb. I need you to get humped this week. So lovely, lovely stuff. Please. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's dive into our second. Uh, what's it? Uh, what three things? Uh, Broadwood. Uh, what's got you tripping this week? Uh, I am tripping over Jalen Hurts, who um... stepping up, got away from the man who was policing him, and Hurts gets the first down and more. It's a gain of twenty-three to the forty-eight yard line. Rudy Ford got him at the sideline. A foul for a horse collar. Third and six. Hurts designed run takes off. Easily the first down. Hurts on his way. First and goal for Philadelphia. The legs of Hurts on this opening drive. Yeah, and a hugely impressive performance in their win over Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Rushing for over 150 yards. Um, he also, in amongst that, had a half where he ran for 125 yards and yeah. threw for 125 yards. Yeah. He 16 of 28. He was, you know, two touchdowns, 150 yards of um, passing, and just he is starting to look the real deal. The Eagles go 10 and one, and all of a sudden, you know, we did question the Eagles. We knew a lot of us said that they might even go unbeaten at one stage, yeah. but there was always that question if they were going to falter and when they were going to falter and how they would falter. But, you know, he looked really good. Um, my only concern with the Eagles would be he just, they're not, if they've, if they lose some of their wide men, they're going to struggle. But then that's where Hertz is now running the ball so much that maybe, maybe it won't hurt them as much. But I just thought his performance over the weekend was great. So interested to get you guys' views and, you know, where do we see Hertz and where do we see the Eagles ending up now? Oh, I mean, he's, he was tremendous at the weekend again. And I think was it, was it Steve who talked about it maybe last week or, or a couple of weeks ago? You know, none of us are denying, you know, what he brings to Philly. And you know he's been a real, a real difference maker. But the consistent worry is, and you talked about injuries there. Mm. He's he's just so close to getting smashed all the time. You know he yes. loves he loves to run it. He loves to run it, but he does not. You know do the do the quarterback dive or anything like that. Uh, you know he is getting smashed. And with, and with Godard out the last two games, he yeah. that's what he's done. He's gone to his running game. But as you said rightly, he, there's one of these ones where he's going to go and he's going to slide or he's going to go down, and somebody is going to absolutely smash him. Oh, yeah. and that's it's, where it's, you it, worry it is, about his coming. safety. It is coming. It is coming. But, Whereas you know guys like you know Jackson, who's got a great running game, you know seems to be you know seems to be covered on that. But look, he's a he's a he's a brave boy. He is he's he's bringing up the Eagles like you know like nobody's business. And, and who had Eagles at ten and one at this point? Well, the guy, the guy needs to learn to fucking throw the ball. AJ Brown again, fucking prick. Like, <laughs> I loved it when I had Brown at the start of the season. The guy's doing all this bloody running, and you never. And also, I got Sanders in in my fantasy team. I know we're not talking fantasy; we're meant to be talking NFL, but it's pissing me off. I just can't <laughs> trust putting my Eagles players in at the moment because he, keep, he keeps doing all the bloody hard work himself. And he is doing a lot of the hard work himself, but he is actually sharing the loads around as well. Yeah, a little bit. The, the, a that, little that's bit. the thing; he is he is sharing it around, but. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just going to have to watch for injuries because Gardner went out. Uh, Gardner Johnson went out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Godart's been out. True. The, the concern for me with the Eagles is that injuries could end up just totally hamstringing them because the one thing I did, you know, I did a bit of reading is that they're not got the greatest strength and depth in positions. So you lose a safety and you lose your tight end and all of a sudden things look a little bit. I think Godart Johnson's had six interceptions this year. So you lose that from your team and that's a lot of your turnovers. That's a lot of your ball for Hurts to use. So yeah, Yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, and Godart, Godart's been, you know... Mm. You know, you, who's you got can, him you, actually? Uh, I don't know. Actually, oh, who's got him? But but he is, and mm. not just fantasy, but I think in in kind of the real world as well. You know, he can be in the same potential conversations as Kelsey Andrews. You know, yep. um, not quite, but he's 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 he's, he's bubbling up there and Borderline. bubbling under. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to kind of get to kind of get to that level from from tight ends. They've so. been quite reliant upon him though. Like they that, that's the one thing with Godart, they have relied a lot on him. So. But that's you know if if Hertz can run the ball like he has, doesn't matter. Um, no, I, 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 just, I just like how you guys are talk, calling him Godert. <laughs> well, how, how do, do you pronounce it? Godert. Well, we're Godert. 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 Okay, cool. That was a good go, one. Um, go. What about you, right. mate? And well, let's let's hear what my one is. You know what that is, Fitz? Just before I mean, I, I mean to be honest, I do because like, this is my one thing that's got me <laughs> tripping this it's week. Got tripping, yeah, this is like a lot of people might not know that to be a sport. No, a lot of no. folks outside the US, and this is one of my things. Right, so I've got four things that are really pissing me off this week, and they're all on Thursday night football. Yeah. Number one, it's Thursday night. You're meant to be growing the game across the pond in Germany, like we saw this year, the UK, other places around the world. Why are you putting more games on on a fucking school night? The NFL, right? Stupid, number one. Number two, look at some of the games this year, right? Uh, week five, Broncos, Colts, nine points to 12. Uh, week six, Bears, Commanders, seven points to 12. Some of these games, are, some of them are great. Don't get me wrong. You're always going to get a random great game in there. But some of these games are awful, right? So mm. that's another thing. Number three, the teams don't like playing them. Teams don't want players knackered, not having time to prepare, not having time to rest. They're turning up after three or four days off and they're having to play on a Thursday night. And you just, and let's be honest, you can't trust half your fantasy players who are playing Thursday. That always pisses me off as a fantasy manager. Um, the teams don't like it. We can't watch it. And then the fourth thing, which is probably the only thing which is really statistical, is there's a whole bunch of articles out there about Thursday night football. There was a thing in um, on PFF. There was a thing on uh, the New York Times, I think it was, all talking about on Thursday night football, if you look compared to a regular season game on a Sunday, there are slightly less touchdowns. Um, there's definitely less yards, etc., etc. You can trust your runners there or thereabouts in fantasy. You can't trust your quarterbacks, your receivers as much. And this goes back to my point about no pre- preparation time for the teams. Players aren't getting rested, etc. You're more likely to get injuries, all this kind of stuff. And it's just, I just, and it's annoying me. I, I don't like Thursday night football. I know why they're doing it. They're getting a billion pounds. No, sorry, a billion dollars a year mm-hmm. from Amazon. And you can tell I've had two points, but I don't give a shit because Thursday night fucking pisses me off as a fan. It pisses me off as a fantasy manager. And I can't do anything about it because it's the NFL and they're driven by money. There you go. And can I point out one thing that I don't like about it as well? Go on. 
theme tune fucking sucks. Oh, it's shit. <laughs> it's really what sucks. Is that? Monday Night <laughs> Football, classic. Sunday Night Football, classic. Yeah. Red Zone, even Red Zone music's decent. That, I mean, you're what right, is that? You're right, Luke. Luke it's, 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 it's a billion dollars a year for... What, 15 games? I think I, I think I saw someone at 68 million dollars a game. Yeah, is what they're paying for it. Oh, yeah, it's great. 68 million dollars to watch the Bears lose seven points to 12 against the Commanders. I think but... I think you're being overly harsh here. We've just come How? off a of Thanksgiving Thursday, which had three no, absolute. No, no, well, no, yeah. no, no. Thanksgiving so, is different. Yeah, Thanksgiving okay. is different. Okay, Kamish. Okay, Kamish. Let's let's go through the games this year. So we yeah, had the Bills blow out the Rams. That's fine. We Boring. had twenty seven twenty seven twenty four absolute barnstormers. Chiefs v Chargers. Yeah. We had okay. the Browns upset the Steelers. We had, uh, yeah, we had the two boring games in October. Yeah. Then we had the Cardinals beating the Saints 42-34. We had a decent game between the Ravens and Bucks with only five points between it. Yeah. We had the Eagles continue against the Texans. Yeah, maybe boring not game. so great. <laughs> Panthers Falcons was quite entertaining. Mm. Uh, mm. I think we're being Pack- uh, what, was it was it was it sixty yeah. was it sixty million dollars entertaining you? Yeah, it wasn't. I think I think I think we need to look at the fact that sport is money. Yeah, you've got Friday night footballs, that. you've got Monday night footballs, you've got Super Sundays here, and for the Premiership, you're gonna get Thursday night football. It's gonna happen. I don't. I get and that. I get that. I just say, I th- I'm not. Know. I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna reverse. I'm not saying it's gonna change. I'm just having a rant because I've had yeah. two points. It's crap. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's one crap. less game in red zone on a Sunday. It's exactly. We don't get to watch it. It's a work yeah. school night. Work I don't ever night. see. I don't think I've watched the highlights apart from if one of my nah. teams has got one of my players in it or something. Yeah. So let me ask you both this. When you come, when it comes to fantasy, oh, I hate you, it for fantasy. Exactly, it's yeah. starting so late that if you've got a queue, oh fucking hell, do I put a player in and I'm yep. in bed? You know all that kind of shit. And also, I always feel, and this is no statistical basis on this gut feeling, I always feel nine times out of ten, any player I play Thursday is not really going to do as well as they could do on a Sunday. No, they, I don't. I don't think any of us have had a player who've had a total, you know, like a Josh Jacobs this week or a yeah. Joe Mixon. Well, obviously yeah. not to that extent, but even to kind of, you know, I can't. I can't remember any of my players getting a twenty or a thirty pointer on a Thursday night. No, I've got. No. I've got Stefan Diggs playing this Thursday. I'm like, I'm literally thinking. I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but literally part of me is like, do I not play him? Yeah. And I think the other thing that annoys me about it as well is actually this pod, because like we're recording this on Thursday night UK time. Yeah. We would normally record it on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but for you know reasons it's 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 gone Thursday and we're pretty much recording it as live and it's going to go out live pretty much straight away on the Thursday night. Yeah. But immediately we're playing catch up. <laughs> and that's just me yeah, being yeah, fucking yeah. selfish. So yeah. um uh, if you're listening, NFL, um Roger Goodell, um we need you to You suck. Get your act together. To not take the billion dollars a year from Amazon because it's really <laughs> annoying our listeners in Belgium. <laughs> there you go. Beautifully put. So I, love, I, I loved. I loved how you let me just have a rant. And uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, that's on what three things have got us tripping this week. Okay, thank you, Fitz, as ever, for leading that. Right, it is now time for our review of Week 11 of the Anglo-Scot Fantasy League. (laughs) 
Okay, it has been a week. There's no other way to describe it. It has been a fucking week. <laughs> well, let's go through the results, shall we? Um, the Byfleet Sharks um, taking on the Essex Musketeers. The Sharks, once again, somehow coming out with a win, with a big win. 226 points, highest scorers this week against the Essex Musketeers, 190. Um, the other games were relatively close. The Chiltern Stallions, second place, uh, beat the Reading Renegades by 216 points to 197. The Bears Den Grizzlies still top of the table, sneak a 198 to 189 victory over the OBS Wolfpack, but undoubtedly game of the week, the Edinburgh Derby between the Benali Ballbags and the Ochengain Alligators. We will get into it completely, but the final score, I don't normally do decimals, but you have to in this section, Benali Ballbags, 210.53, the Ochengain Alligators, 211.11. That is uh, less Ouch. than... Alligator justice. <laughs> I mean, you're doing very well just to even have me here this week. I'm not going to fucking lie. Less yeah. than 0.6 of a point. Ouch. So where does that leave the league at the moment? Well, Bears Den Grizzlies still top with a 10-2 and, and Chiltern Stallions with an 8-7. and seven. Um, OBS Wolfpack are in third place with seven and five. Those three teams absolutely guaranteed playoff places, as are the Essex Musketeers in fourth with a six and six, and the Byfleet Sharks also with a six and six. So five of the six playoff places are now confirmed. In sixth place on a five-match losing streak are the Manali Ballbags with a five and seven, who can still be caught by the Ockingham Alligators, who are three and nine, and potentially the Reading Renegades who are also three and nine. Right. It's all a bit breathless, chaps. Um, let's start off, shall we, with the games that don't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's fair to say. Um, we'll, we'll start off with the, the Byfleet Sharks against the Essex Musketeers. The Byfleet Sharks um, coming out victorious by 226 points to 190 points. Um, GM of the Musketeers, Paul Radden, has been in touch with the Commissioner's voicemail. Let's hear what he had to say this week. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, Paul here, GM of the Essex Musketeers. Um, no win for the Musketeers this week was ticking along quite nicely when watching Red Zone. I was up against Nick of the Sharks. Everything looked fairly comfortable, nothing spectacular, but I was predicted a steady 20-point victory over Nick um, until I woke up the next morning and found that Josh Jacobs had scored just under 50 points, <laughs> and that pretty much destroyed me. So congrats to Nick. I am a little bit worried about my team. I feel like they're falling apart at the wrong time. Um, lots of cues, lots of injuries. I've been pretty fortunate this season um, that I haven't really lost any of my players for an extended period of time. By the last couple of weeks, uh, I guess it is late in the season, but they're getting pretty banged up uh, and not at a fantastic time because waivers are looking very dry. It is literally the dregs left on there um so yeah i just hope that i can glue my players back together um for the um very close playoff start uh so yeah that was my week renegades next and we'll see what happens there all for one and fuck the gators 
<laughs> I mean, I mean wow. be- 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 beautiful ending there. Wow, wow. That was a shot fired. That's a cheap shot. I hope he enjoyed his gub enough neck now. Prick. I just, I did, uh, I did wonder why you'd invited oh. Val Dunigan on the fucking hell to leave a voicemail. How long was that? A minute and a half. Uh, that, was, that, was a, that was, that was, that was, a minute thirty. Which, I mean, which, the most which I think is, which I think is most to record. I'm not going to lie. Come on, Paul. Like, they basically it. say that he lost heavily. Just I lost. Get over it. Yeah, I lost. Thanks very much. Well done to yeah, Sharks. Move on. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to guess that Nick didn't bother because he was swinging. No, Nick's still on the golf course. So, uh, so yeah, not yeah. Nick, but like, this Nick man has... worries me that he has still got a winning record this year, and yet I'm sitting here. He doesn't have a winning record. Scraping the barrel for stats. Hey, hey, divisions. he doesn't. He doesn't have a li- winning record. He's six and six. He's, I thought. he's six and six. Oh, he's six and six. Sorry, he's six and six. But, he's, you know, he's, he's he's doing he's doing well. He's doing well, and. You know, I was actually racking my brain when we were talking about him earlier. He's got Jalen Hurts. Well, he does, you know, and, um, and uh, 30 points this week. Josh Jacobs, anyone who's played fantasy this week will just know that if you've got Josh Jacobs in your team, uh, you've pretty much won. Uh, yep. And he did, you know, pulling out pulling out 50 points, which is uh, which is something else. I think um, Paul's got a couple of good points there about his team looking a bit banged up. Um, he's still relying on Derek Henry, who's not, you know, setting the world on fire. He's only kind of picking up 15 points this week. He seems to be chucking about his, his wide receivers quite a lot. He's got Juju in now. Um, he's, he's picked up Ayuk from the from the 49ers. Um, actually, one of the one of his best performers was Nick Folk this week, the, the kicker uh, and the Patriots. And, and funnily enough, I was just reading, you know, I don't think you can rely on him this week because apparently it is blowing a gale um, uh, for the game tonight. So I wouldn't Ooh. fancy having... having uh, I think I might uh, drop digs then on that basis. He's got a lot mm. of cues, actually, hasn't Thanks he? Thanks for that. He does, he does. Well, I, so, he, he, and he picked me. up... He, he was the one that picked up Tony, whose uh, hamstrings are made of macaroni cheese. So, yeah. you know... <laughs> That was a good pickup. I did yeah. two things. Two things before we move on, Flem. I know you move on, but two things for Paul. One, you said oh, he's made a couple of good points. He spent so long talking. <laughs> he didn't, have, he he didn't a, have much of a choice. Can, of course, he's going to make. It's like a couple the of monkeys points. and typewriters and Hamlet exactly. all over again, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, the, he'll stumble across something. Exactly. And then the second thing was he can't complain about <laughs> his banged up squad. I offered him. AJ Brown, Chase. I offered him loads of different receivers because he's a receiver and shit. And he kept saying to me, "Oh, my team's all right. My team's got, they've got me where I am today." And I'm like, "All right, you, you stick with what you got then, and look where it's got him." I can tell you've had a couple of points, mate. Honestly, is that soap, <laughs> is that soapbox comfortable? <laughs> yeah. yeah Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? So, game number two this week is um, the Grizzlies uh, against the OBS Wolfpack. Um, Breers then Grizzlies remaining top of the table with a uh, victory, 197 to 180. Both these teams guaranteed playoff places. Um, and the, the Grizzlies have absolutely got the Wolfpack's number a little bit. That's that's three in a row, uh, which they've beaten them, which is you know quite a surprise. Do you want to hear a cocky bastard? Yeah, go on then. No. Grizzlies GM coming to you live from Vienna. Feeling very smug. Scraped to win against the Wolfpack by 10 points. There's only 198 points this week. Something quite satisfying about knowing that you would have lost to the Renegades and Gators had you played them, but I didn't. So quite enjoying <laughs> being 10-2. and two, Pretty much guaranteed to be top of the ladder. First week by for me. I'm going to enjoy the fireworks as the Renegades and Gators are desperate to make the playoffs next week. I'm um, just wondering if I can extinguish the flame of the Gators after Matt's latest 
statistical change, which is put the ball bags in the danger zone. So, <laughs> let the games commence next week. Couple of things there. Number one, he's in he's in Vienna. That means nothing to me. I mean, it's Vienna's a country oh, uh, city Bucks, in the Bucks, Vienna's I mean... a. No, hold on, you said it means nothing to you. It's a different city in a different country. What's the problem? You just name it. I'm sure other people will get that joke if even if Fitz doesn't. Um, I've a couple of points, so I'm not going to get it. Am I? It's all right. Um, it doesn't and, mean nothing to, to me. me. Come on, Fitz. Jesus Christ. And, any, and, and more to the point, since when did he start calling them the Gators? I know. What was that it's twang for? Gators, I, pal, if you're from I, don't know. I also love the, I do love the subtle name dropping as well. I'm in Vienna. Well, of I'm course you are, Barry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Mr. in Vienna. Yeah. Mr. Ambassador. <laughs> you're really spoiling it. You're spoiling it for this smugness. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, listen, these, these two guys don't really have too much to worry about. You know, you're right. Um, they're, they're both in the playoffs. You know, neither of them really set the header on fire, as we Scots would say this week. You know, neither of them scoring two hundred points. Just steady, steady as they go. Doesn't really matter for them, to be honest. Yep. You know, we'll uh, we'll just we'll just we'll just see how it goes. To be honest, I'm, 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 the most I'm, I'm unremarkable match. Ever. <laughs> do you know? Do, do you know? Do you know Basically, why it is? No do you know why cares. it is? It's because I'm bored and I'm really fucking jealous of them now because I'm on a five match losing streak and might lose my playoff place. Right, should we go to the next match? Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Right, Fitz. Yes. Yeah, you won. Big fucking boo. Uh, <laughs> so, Chilton Stallions beat the, the Reading Renegades uh, 216 points to 197 points. I can't even take the piss and say the Renegades is a bye week anymore. Because right. I am the ultimate bye week. You are moment. the bye week right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on, another, good, another good win. Another good. Well, I say another good win. It's actually you know you're on a two two match losing streak, weren't it you? Was. until this one. So so a nice return round. But um, yep. listen, Lionel's been in touch from oh, the Renegades. What's Let's Eeyore got to say? Come on, Eeyore. Come on. It's Lionel from the Renegades. Ah, uh, he's depressed. Let's be honest. Unless Najee Harris has an absolute field day tonight. Season's over. Disappointing. Looks like we're going to score 200 points and still lose. Um, DJ Moore on the bench, 20-something points. Dave is playing, seven points. Story of my life. Story of my life. Anyway, I've got over (laughs) 2,000 points now. So, yeah, at least that's something. I think I'll join the team about 2,000 points. So, something. But it's depressing, depressing. Dear. Poor, poor Dear. Eeyore. I know. It's okay. And, you know, he obviously recorded that on Sunday night before Monday Night Football. Yeah. And I think possibly did it on a way of saying, oh, maybe Najee Harris will have an absolute stormer and get me through. Uh, Najee Harris got injured, injured and scored got 10 injured. points. So, yeah. Good. Absolute, absolute nightmare. Good. How are you feeling about your team, um, Fitz? Um, now, now talk, talking about ETN, he had an injury, didn't he? So Yeah, he played like two snaps and then got yeah. fucking injured. But he'll be back this week, apparently. So that's all right. Mm. Uh, yeah, seems fine. I, I'm, a boom, I'm a boom or bust team. I know it. And if I can snatch that second spot in the league and get a bye, that's actually quite useful for me because it's one less game to worry about when my team shits the bed. So, um, yeah, the fucking... Oh, my team, I love them and I hate them, so we'll see. But yeah, a win's good. Big, big, big matchup this week, which we'll talk about. Massive one for the top two, second spot in the league with, uh, against the Wolfpack. But yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I'm pleased I got the win against the, uh, what I didn't term the bye week team uh, and the old Eeyore and his, he didn't even break a 200, so that's always good. He did. Yeah. He did, you're right. And then he would have beaten most other teams that week, but this week, mm. 
Who he didn't. Fucking who? And look, officially, he still can make the playoffs. He can. That's true. Um, you know, so so maybe he shouldn't just slit his wrists just yet. But <laughs> okay, know. can we just can we just have a moment to feel sorry for Mrs. Lino who has to pick that man up off the floor every Monday, know, Tuesday yeah. morning? Honestly, yeah. honestly, we we actually really should get Mrs. Lino on. Uh, because I think she she more than uh, the rest of our um, respective other halves yeah. probably suffers the most. I think so. I'd like I'd like to ask her about what she thinks about him following Christian McCaffrey's girlfriend on on Instagram. I really yeah. want to know what her it's like. The are. real it's like a very shite version of Real Housewives. The thing yeah. the thing about it is right. Okay, um, Real Housewives of the ASFL. <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing about the thing about saying that is that ever since I traded uh, McCaffrey in. He's guess who I'm following on Instagram. Shit. And he's been dog shit. But guess who I'm following on Instagram? Are you following her? Are you, oh, I'm you, following her. Does it give you any insight? No, not at all. No, I didn't think it would. He's no, just like, not her. at all. Anyway. But, you know, anyway, yeah. On right. Shall we get on to the big one? Do it. Right. To explain to everyone at home exactly what the fuck has happened this week. To put it in a, in a short way, the Benali ball bags played the Ockengain Alligators in the Edinburgh Derby. Sunday evening, the Ockengain Alligators were winning by a good 20 points. And um, myself with the Benali ball bags had one player left, Michael Pittman, and the Ockengain Alligators had two players left. Who did you have, uh, Broadwood? I can't even remember who you had now. Uh, I had a random defensive player, and I had... He cares uh, about his team that much. So Johnson. The Johnson from... Deontay, oh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay yes. Johnson, exactly. So Deontay and Johnson I scored... Minka Fitzpatrick, sorry, of course. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick, of course. Fitzy baby. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson scored 9.9 points, and Minka Fitzpatrick scored 6 points, whereas Michael Pittman had his game of the season so far, I think it's fair to say for the Colts, and scored 20.10 points. What that meant was on Tuesday morning, when I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, I hasten to add, Same. first thing I did was turn to fantasy and I had beaten the Ockengain <laughs> Alligators by 0. 0.4 points. It was, and I'm shitting you not, okay? I have won this championship twice. That was the best moment I have ever had in fantasy football. <laughs> Bar none. <laughs> Bar absolute none. I fucking loved it. Okay? What has happened since... You weren't projected to win, remember? I was never projected to win. I was never projected to win. And I was absolutely loving it. Okay? We were due to record this on Tuesday night, or indeed Wednesday night. Yep. Okay? Can Can I tell you what I did? Can I tell you what I did? I wrote a list of 10 things that... Beating Broadwood by 0.4 points was better than. Do you want to hear them? A crispy bacon sandwich. Oh, uh, checking off a to-do list. Jumping off a swing at the playground. Uh, playing Rage Against the Machine on vinyl. Sleeping in a hammock. Travelling around the world and growing because of it. Running through sprinklers. Uh, wandering around on a snowy day. Being asked out by Hannah from S Club 7 and World Peace. All those things... <laughs> were not as good as beating the Alligators by 0.4 points. Oh, they invited Theresa May onto the podcast. Fucking Jesus. This morning, at Thursday, Thursday morning, a stat correction on the NFL uh, website gave Boom. one of the Alligators defensemen Boom. one extra point, meaning that they ended up winning 211.11 to 210.53. I'm broken. How are you, Broadwood? 
glorious. It's been a wonderful day. Justice has been served, I think is the best way to put it. I think um, we all knew that that um, there had been uh, Max Crosby's uh, hand in a tackle, and oh, fuck uh, off. Fuck off. We... <laughs> you even you didn't even you didn't even know who Max Crosby was until this morning. I, look, me and Max are like that these days. You know, he's been there for me in the tough times, and I do you know what I'm delighted as well because I was offered lots of terrible trades for him in the last few weeks, and um, yes, I think I woke up on Tuesday morning and genuinely was ready to kick the dog and then throw the children out in the street. Um, and then I set upon a relentless mission of trying to get some stat um, revisions looked at. And uh, thankfully, Fancy NFL has come to my saving grace. So uh, it's been a wonderful day. I've um, I've had a I've had a really good day. Work asked me why I was being so bright and breezy today, and you know, offering some of my team to get away early today. And I was like, it's been a good day. It's just been a good day. I need to just throw in something, okay? You fucked off the rest of the league so much with your chat this week about oh, there better be a stat connection, there better be a stat correction, to the point that Lino actually left another voicemail. <laughs> So, Lino from uh, Renegades, just want to weigh in on um, um, what's happened this week. It's an additional voicemail. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of a situation where you're with your kid. You keep saying no, you keep saying no, I'm not going to change my mind, you're going to have to accept it. And then after about 40 minutes of nagging, he's getting the ice cream. And this is how it feels. <laughs> Act like a spoiled brat, get your win. That's all I'm going to say. That is just... It's just you can. It's dripping with just contempt towards the alligator franchise, and don't think we deserve this. I think it was justice this week, which is which was the most important. Right, okay, right. I'm not going to say any more about it (laughs) because I am obviously fuming. But why justice? Uh, Look, scoring was incorrect. The scoring has now been corrected. That is all that needs to be said. You I think my have, I think nah. I think my voicemail would be nah. made that abundantly clear as well. No, nah, nah, not having it. As a commissioner uh, and as a neutral party in this conversation, you I even said to you, I text I even messaged you, like if you can point out a player that's been underscored for you or overscored for Flem, then let us know. Because if NFL don't correct it, I'm happy to correct it if it's like really obvious. And you had nothing. You were just he he, he, <laughs> he doesn't give up. He was the entire week was going the scoring's wrong, the scoring's wrong, the scoring's wrong in the most Donald Trump fashion possible. Oh, he's Trump all over, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, just just find me another two points. I think points. it's important. I think points. it's important to say Max Crosby. Good hand and a tackle, extra point. That's all that matters. Well, he's all like matters. he's like give, it's like give him a podium, and he just he's up there going, "I want all scoring to stop." <laughs> I, I, look, we all knew that, stat, that there were still stat adjustments True. to come. Oh, yeah, if it's we that close. Knew there was, yeah. And everybody was getting ahead of themselves, but I, uh, I was comfortable that uh, something uh, may come down the line. Commissioner so. was not getting ahead of himself. Commissioner, and, and to be fair, Flem was very quiet because he knew it could happen, to be fair to him. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, he was I very, didn't quiet, think very quiet. Very quiet. And everyone else was... Everyone else, particularly the Mouseketeers GM, Paul Radham, was enjoying <laughs> you getting absolutely panned by such a small margin. Fleming, Flem was really quiet. I was quiet. I even lodged a fucking ticket with NFL Digital Care for you, you prick, because you were just banging on that much. To Lino's point, you were just—you were basically covering all your bases, and then oh, yeah. all of a sudden, you got the little the little stat reduction, the stat change came in, and everyone went, "Ah, 
Oh, yeah. that's Matt, a bit. Matt yeah. with one T, Dan with two N's came ah. in and was like, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's Luke, gents. It's, it's been a good day. So I think, uh, you know, I, I'd quite like to hear the voicemail that I left, though. Did I not leave one? You did, but I'm not going to lie. I deleted it in anger. I don't blame you. You haven't deleted it. I, I put in a quote and everything. Yeah, I know. And it was, and, and, and it angered me. I think you quoted, <laughs> did, did you quote Abraham Lincoln or something as well? No, I mean, no, 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 no. I quoted um, Thomas some... Jeff, no, uh, oh, who did I quote? He doesn't even know who he uh, fucking quoted. He's Martin Luther King on his um, fucking stupid. Anyway, right. What, Justice what? quotes. You probably you probably quoted Gary Glitter. Knowing what you're like. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I I genuinely I I went and uh, googled uh, justice quotes and uh, I came across a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. It was obviously that memorable. That. Anyway, that. right. Listen, we're not going to Benjamin gonna Franklin. Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin yes. Close, close Justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are. Benjamin I'll Franklin. I tell you what. I'm fucking outraged. At your chat. There you go. <laughs> but then, so, see, so hold on. Stats, see, quote's correct. Okay, okay. You're okay. outraged. But the key. The but key, justice has been served. Hold on. The key thing about the whole today. of this, and the one bit, and with great respect to you, Flem, the one thing I actually enjoy as commissioner is you losing means both Broward of the Gators, Lino of the Renegades, Two games behind you with two games to go into the playoffs. Both still have a shot at the playoffs now. They, they both need to win both games. You need to lose both. But it means with two weeks to go, we've got a competitive league for everybody all the way up to the end. For me, I think that's a, that's a positive rather than with two weeks to go, you know. Yay, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm just slightly concerned that that you are up against Nick this week. And if he's now got off a golf course, that he might not set his team doesn't properly. seem to matter at the moment. He's pulling in 200 points a week. And you're no. and you're losing. How many have you lost in a row? I've not even looked at the predictions five? for this week. What's five your predictions? In five in a row. I won five. two. I won two in a. I won. I'm sorry. I lost two to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, and then won four in a row, and I've lost five in a row. Okay, so you're five. You're so why are you? What's your? Was your, that, your, no, that right? Your, no, that's not right. Because no, your current right. record is uh, you've lost seven and you've won. I'm five. five. I'm five and seven. Yes. Yeah, so I lost. Yeah. Sorry, I lost two. Won five. Now I've go. lost five. Oh, it's That's... nice to see as well. You're projected to lose by five points to. Um, oh dear, oh dear. That, Sweet. That, that trade from McCaffrey a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you what, see and that's the thing. I've traded away my second round pick next year as well. No. Speaking of next week, shall we go through the? Let's shall we go through the um, the score. Uh, sorry, the the matches that are coming up in week thirteen of the ASFL. Do it. And the commissioner is right. It is still all to play for in many, in many respects. Chilton Stallions against the OBS Wolfpack. Massive game between the second and third spaces there just to see who can get that extra bye week. Um, the Ockengain Alligators have a must-win match against the top-of-the-table Grizzlies. Uh, that's not going to be easy at all. Uh, again, the Reading Renegades have also got a must-win match against the Essex Musketeers. Whereas the Benali Ball Bags are playing the Bison Sharks. One win for the Benali Ball Bags guarantees a playoff spot, no matter what. It's going to be a big one, gents. Um, I'm sure I'm sure everyone who's not involved in it will want me to lose and see the other two to win, so it goes down to week fourteen. I'm yep, gonna um, I'm gonna make a prediction here. This is a bold, bold prediction, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Good work. So here's my bold prediction, right? I am facing a weakened Grizzlies team this week. Mm-hmm. Now, should I eke out a win, 
and should the ball bags continue their losing streak, then we are into a horrible position that in the final week, the ball bags face the Renegades. Oh, <laughs> and I have a horrendous feeling that if the Renegades are out of playoff contention and I am needing a win, that I have got grave concerns and I'm already going to lodge this now, Kamish. Yeah, go on. That the Renegades throw their match against the Bobags. <laughs> and if that happens, there will be <clears throat> hell to pay. I bet and you I wish, mean it. I bet you and... wish your hand fucked off everyone now, eh? Well, I think... <laughs> I think if there's no integrity in this league after this week, then it's, there is a there is a serious concern for me coming from that final week's okay. matchup. Okay, I'm I'm aware of it. I will say I have seen a WhatsApp message from this season where the Renegades offered to throw, uh, no, asked another team to throw a game in return for a trade. It might have been in jest, but I have seen a WhatsApp message to that effect. So it is. A small possibility, and Lionel, e- old Eeyore, I, I know you're listening. Uh, uh, we hope that you do things in jest, you say them in jest, but in reality, you're an honorable man and you will play the league out to its fullest. Uh, but we'll see, he might be in contention, Broadwood. So, yeah, maybe. And uh, Lionel, if, uh, if you are listening, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bottle of wine. Oh. <laughs> and here ends the review of the ESFL this week. Okay, brilliant. Well, guys, we've got one OB this week, and uh, after all the dramas this week of uh, tight games and playoff contention, um, something happened, and I wanted to get your take on it. It was something we discussed right early on in the very first kind of infancy of the pod, Deshaun Watson. Mm. Now, we talked about it. I think it was even the first episode. It might it be was. The it, was in, it was in the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. Controversial. Right? Mm-hmm. Like pilot episode. Flem, you and me and uh, uh, Lionel were on, and we were talking about it last week. So Watson's coming back. Uh, Browns, you know, eligible again to face the Texans, and uh, playing this week in his first game after his suspension, to, uh, you know, for his deviancy and uh, for all those poor women. There's apparently going to be a box in the Texans stadium. Where about I think about ten of the women are going to be there apparently yeah, watching yeah. a game. That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Anyway, in the ASFL, Anglo Scott Fantasy Football League, who picks up Watson? Lino for the Renegades, and the outcry and the chat on the WhatsApp group. I just and then he quickly drops him. He apparently he tried to trade him before the trade deadline to see if anyone wanted to take him desperately off his hands, and uh, he, he definitely tried to trade him to me, and I was having none of it. What do you both, how do you feel like we're this far into the season now? We're near the playoffs for us. We're well into the NFL season. We're, we're much closer to the, well, we are, right? The precipice of this pinch point of should people be picking him? Was Lino right to pick him up and try and trade him around the league and offer him around? How, how do you feel about it today? Do you know what? It reminded me of, um, and this, this might be a little bit niche, but there was a, a Scottish football player. Well, there still is, I should say, a Scottish football player called David Goodwillie, who um, was... Didn't have a Goodwillie. No, well, allegedly. <laughs> uh, actually, no, allegedly. What the fuck am I saying allegedly for? Um, he, he was found guilty, guilty of, in, in a civil case, in any case, of, um, I think it was I think it was rape, actually. Um, but it was a civil case as opposed to a criminal case where there, where there wasn't enough evidence. Um, and, you know, he got lost everything. But then Greenock Morton picked him up. 
um, and literally lost all their sponsors. Uh, all the, oh, so it was Wraith Rovers. You're quite right. Wraith Rovers, not Green and Morton. Uh, picked them up and, you know, kind of lost all their sponsors, lost all their um, yeah. people who were giving it. And it kind of reminded me of that because it was that pickup. And then, you know, he got dropped again about two weeks later. And you could see Lionel going, oh, shit, what have I done here? Um, look, you're right. Watson is com- saying, mm-hmm. saying that he wants to concentrate on 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 football matters and will not answer any questions about non-football matters. Yeah. But, you know, these 10 women are apparently going to be at the at the stadium on Sunday. Yep. Um, it is not going to go away and it is not going to go away quietly. Uh, I think it's probably fair to say. No. However, he is projected to be the third top point scoring QB this week. Well, this is the whole point, right? If In you, a you... desperation move... Mm. Would you pick him up for a one week in the playoffs? You get to a playoff, you've got maybe your QBs up against a pretty good rush D. Do you go and just do the wee sneaky, I don't know, Look, I um, don't know. No. Okay, but let, let, let's, let's, let's put it this way. Who, who have the Browns got in the in their last couple of matches? Do we know off the top of our heads? I will find out for you. Can I come on? Yeah. So I've got go. two big matches left. In the regular season, if Watson was playing Detroit in a match, right? Texans, win, Bengals, and Ravens. No, no, Texans and Bengals are our regular season. And when we get to our playoffs, yeah. it's Ravens, Saints, Browns. Right. Okay. Um, would I? I mean, you've heard how kind of emotional I've got about what's happened this week. And would I have done anything to change it? Would I have felt better if I had Deshaun Watson in my team and he'd scored me two extra points? Yeah, I probably would have taken it. Yep. Like, yeah, but that's hindsight. You don't, you can't make those it decisions. Is, it is, it is hindsight. And okay, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have a Trevor Lawrence in my team. Mm. I mean, I've picked Trevor Lawrence up so much, you know, he's probably going to be a dick now. But, um, <sighs> See, I would, I would rather face someone in the final who picked him up. Because if you beat that person, moral and actual victory. If you yeah. lose, their, their win is always tainted forever because they had a deviant as their QB. So it's win-win for me. You take, you, you take Watson. I'll, I'll beat you with Watson on your team. I, I, I said at the start of my very first episode, I can't, san- I can't sanction myself, make myself feel good for picking him up. I'd rather go with. Jimmy Garoppolo is my fucking quarterback. I'm going to throw it out there, right? I have taken dog's abuse Go on. over this stat revision that I've been chasing all week, right? <laughs> A stat revision which found me justice. Right. Lino picked up a deviant. Yep. And nobody, and, and, and the world was fine. No, that yeah, wasn't fine. I think the major difference about it as well was is that uh, Lionel didn't put 47 gifts in the WhatsApp group about wanting a fucking stat There's collection. seven and a half thousand in there. What's another 47 to it? He did drop him eventually, very quickly. when He, uh, he realised his error. Yeah, he realised his difference. error. Well, look, Once I'm you've not... picked him up, you've, 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 you're the one that's... Yeah, I don't, I think... Hey, this is why I brought it up as AOB. I wasn't happy about it. The league kind of quickly had a go at him about it. No one traded with him for him. So I think our behaviour, no trades were present, and our WhatsApp abuse quickly, he went, yeah, drop him quickly. So in other words, what, what, no, who's what, got Tyreek Hill, remind me? Uh, by Fleet Sharks, Nick Water on the golf balls. I think. So, you know. Hey, hey, Tyreek Hill won me a, won me a championship. 
Tyreek Hill, child Fabulous. allegedly alleged, alleged child abuser, alleged child abuser, right? Fine. Slightly different to Watson, who's paid off twenty plus women who are turning up at a game and still having to go at him, and he's been banned for I don't know twelve games. games and yeah, yeah I said, hey, don't get me wrong. It's, they're both if they're both guilty, it's both wrong. Both things are bad, but Hill's never served suspension for it, has he? So it's never no. improved and accepted. And he's never been charged. So it's it's different. Whereas Watson mm. was facing civil court actions, did have to pay off these women, which we all know what that really means. And yeah. I mean, Flem, you're a resident lawyer. You can read into mm, that. It doesn't mean anything, but uh, but anyway, but that's that's the lawyer me speaking. I think what it goes to show more than anything else is that One. peer pressure is a wonderful thing and is alive and well in our WhatsApp group. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> I am proud as commissioner to preside over a league with seven thousand video GIF audio clips where we police ourselves and I very rarely have to intervene. I'm very <laughs> proud that I don't have to after 11 mm. years, this is our 11th year and I've not had to really dive in too heavily to police anything too much. Uh, yeah. 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 Feel pretty good. good about it. Shall I tell everyone where they can get in touch with us, Fitz? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Do it. Yeah, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Well, listen, you can thank also you for... point them in the direction while you're at it of the stat revisions part oh, on the NFL fantasy <laughs> He's here all week. Try the veal. He has been here all week and has been doing my fucking nothing. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, you can find us on Acast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. If you're liking us, please tell your friends. If you've got anything that you want to send to us, if you've got any suggestions on how we can improve this magnificent banter between an English guy and a fucking prick, um, <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> You can get us on our social media on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, all of them at Tight Ends Pod. And you can also uh, email us at tightendspod at gmail.com. Please do. Please do, folks. And and for those of you who probably already know this result, because by the time you listen to it, you would have known this. Germany are out of the World Cup. Love it. Scotland, Scotland aren't even there. Well, they are. Haven't they got a referee there or something? I don't oh, know. yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, that means exactly the same thing. Quite frankly, I don't want to be at this corrupt World Cup anyway, so you guys go wild. On that on that delightful note, folks, we'll love you and leave you, and we'll see you uh, next week. I Bye. love a stat revision. Uh. <laughs>